Welcome to Force Points to the Point Cybersecurity Podcast. Each week, join Eric Trexler and Erica Pierce to explore the latest in government cybersecurity news and trending topics. Now, let's get to the point. Hi, and welcome back to To The Point Cybersecurity. This is one of your hosts, Erica Pierce, and joined, of course, by Eric. How you doing, Eric, this week? I'm well, Erica, getting used to the working from home or as used to it as you can get. The shelter in place is... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely introduces a new dynamic, which I know we're going to talk about today, the cybersecurity dynamic, but it's the new normal for now. How are you doing with it? I'm doing okay. I'm just doing what I'm told and I'm staying inside and I am washing my hands even when I probably don't need to be and <laughs> just uh, trying to be be safe until the outside reopens again. I was thinking about you in the city. You know, I, I have an acre of land and I can walk <laughs> around the neighborhood and I was thinking about you in the city and how it's a, it's a totally different world. I, I definitely don't have an acre. <laughs> But I have a balcony, which is a very, a very fortunate thing to have when you do live in the city. So I am able to get some fresh air when I need it. Nice. So who do we have today? So today we have a great guest and I think we're going to have an incredibly timely conversation. We have Randy Sandone, who is the executive director of the Critical Infrastructure Resilience Institute at the University of Illinois. Hi, Randy. Hi, how are you? Doing well. How are you hanging in there? Well, we're we're hanging in there pretty pretty well, actually. Um, obviously, it's it's been a disruption for everyone, but uh, uh, we're managing to do uh, to do what we need to do uh, to get through it. So, thanks for asking. Welcome back, Randy. Thank you. Good to talk to you again, Eric. Little different world than the last time we spoke. <laughs> Just a tad. <laughs> Let's talk bit. about that. Yeah, so let's talk about it, Randy. I know one of the things we wanted to really focus on today, especially with everything that's happening in the world, um, obviously, there's the health factor of COVID-19. Um, but we also just, the most of us have a new working environment. A lot of people are working from home. Um, and that includes, you know, in every industry that you can possibly think of. And that poses a lot of risk um, in terms of just the uh, cybersecurity, our networks, um, things of those na- of that nature. And I know you're, you're, you're doing some work um, and providing some guidance on this area. But first, let's just start from the beginning. Like, what are you most concerned about? in terms of um, just the security in this new space where people are logging in from their from their homes. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, bad guys do bad things, right? Uh, we know that. And, and they will exploit any opportunity they have um, to do their bad things, whether it's individuals, groups, or even nation states. We know that uh, nation states are, are in that game. Um, and what we're really seeing... Um, of particular concern here is a a dramatically expanded threat surface where uh, virtually every home where someone is is working out of um, becomes a a target. And so we're beginning to see more attacks um, in that space. Um, We're seeing uh, financial fraud scams that are are, um, exploiting people's fear. Yeah, tied to COVID nineteen, right? I mean, yes, exactly. The adversary has decided not to sit this one out. Go figure. <laughs> no, no. Like I said, bad guys do bad things, and you know, you, we've given them a, a significant opportunity here because of the expanded threat surface. Um, 
you know, unfortunately, I, I can well imagine, I don't, I don't know this for a fact, but I can well imagine, unfortunately, an awful lot of people are working from home, connecting to their, their offices, um, and they're not using uh, VPNs, virtual private network. Uh, they're not using multi-factor authentication. It came on rather suddenly. Um, now, I would argue that even um, on, in a normal uh, course of, uh, of your life, if you have a computer at home and you're connecting to the internet, you probably want to use a, a VPN. Um, but um, uh, it, it came so suddenly and all of a sudden it was shelter in place. Um, and unfortunately, I could well imagine that a lot of companies simply weren't, uh, weren't prepared for it. And so there's, there's a lot of, of work that's, that's un, un, underway with employees connecting to business critical systems without the use of uh, the appropriate cybersecurity um, technology. So um, that's certainly a, a big concern. We're also obviously, just like we are right now, um, there's a huge uh, you know, increase in, in the use of these teleconferencing and video conferencing uh, uh, programs. That so Randy, yeah. tax surface has expanded pretty significantly. Some may say massively. Yeah, order of magnitude. We're seeing it with the U.S. government simply in things like their VPNs are failing. You know, the ability to work from home is is challenged in many ways. Um, but we're also seeing it with the integrators. We're seeing it with commercial companies. So, so the adversary has a much more um, opportunistic and lucrative target, if you will. Or accessible target, maybe is the better way to put it. Uh, yes, that's a good way of putting it. And we're seeing the adversary ramp up and evolve and change their tactics. So what, what's, what do we do? What's the recommendation? Obviously, lock it down. But how do you do that when the world changed? I mean, Eric, it's overnight. It's been a couple of weeks, but it really, I mean, overnight, we decided to go from, I'm going to go into the office and see you to, I'm not going to see you anymore. Right. In Zoom or WebEx. Right. What do we, well, what do we recommend? Yeah. I mean, as I said, I mean, you know, it, it happens so suddenly in some cases, um, you, you have people working at home and connecting to their business systems um, to get business done, but they're not using VPNs or, or multi-factor authentication. Um, it may be too late in, in those circumstances to, to correct that, you know, because typically, um, you know, your, your average employee um, doesn't know how to install and configure VPNs um, and multi-factor authentication and so forth. And uh, as, I, as I indicated earlier, um, we have to keep in mind that uh, the, the cybersecurity professionals, the technical cybersecurity pr professionals, they're in shelter in place as well, right? So, uh, so, so. I was going to ask you about that, Randy. So, what is? I mean, how does that exactly work? Do you think that that really um, inhibits the ability to, you know, monitor and and to combat these types of issues if when they're not able to be in their traditional workspaces? Well, it, it, it may or may not. Um, I would assume that, that, that most of these, these folks, if they haven't been laid off, let's, let's keep that. Oh, true. Right. I mean, there's been huge, huge layoffs. Um, and, um, but I would imagine that, you know, these guys are, 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 and gals are uh, technical professionals and so I, I would imagine they were their laptops or, or their computers at home are, are well equipped with uh, appropriate um, tools to allow them uh, to access their, their networks and access their systems um, and continue to do remotely um, what they did internally. Now there's, there's going to be bandwidth constraints and things like that. 
uh, that that could get in in the way. But um, I, I I certainly hope and and think that um, you know for the most part these 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 folks are are still able to um, access their systems again if they if they haven't been laid off and and shut off. Um, you know, it, it's a hot mess out there. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I'm sure every every company is is reeling um, and and doing the best they can. Now, for for most of us, what we need to do, I think, there's a few things that are basic cyber hygiene that we need to to particularly um, uh, focus on in, in the current environment. One is, as I said earlier, you know, if you you should be using a VPN and multi-factor authentication to get into your business systems. Right, but we're even seeing, especially in the DoD. I mean, from what I've seen and talked to peers, the commercial world is much more resilient in this way, in this manner, Randy, where they're more used to working from home. They're more able to. They don't have classified networks, things like that. So they have better VPN capability, bandwidth, and, and you name it. The DoD is getting hammered right now, from what we're seeing, where they just don't have the bandwidth. I mean, everything home runs mm-hmm. back. I, I I saw something recently might have been this weekend where dhs is looking to loosen up tick 30 guidelines to get to get organizations going faster so everything doesn't home run back to the company to to the agency because they just don't have the bandwidth yeah that's that's what's crushing up even when they have vpn you get kicked off because you can't stay on because it's like it's like flying on an airplane where everybody's using that tiny little straw to stream (laughs) stream youtube videos it just doesn't work yeah. No, I, I, I can well imagine that. Um, and, um, you know, the, the DOD and the government in general is just simply not used to the, the amount of telework that, that the private sector is, is, has, has become accustomed to. Are you changing your, from a Siri perspective, I know, you know, you, you, you do all the work with DHS, but have you, have you changed any recommendations so far? Are you thinking about it? as a result of this or you were already thinking about it? No, we were already thinking about it. And, and um, we're not, Syria is not an advisory uh, type organization. We're a research organization. Right? And so we're not called on to provide timely guidance on, on, uh, on disruptions and things like that. We're, we're called on, upon to look ahead, to think through uh, big problems, uh, you know, look ahead, um, you know, to to uh, develop solutions that will have, you know, a, a significant impact. And again, you know, the, the the critical infrastructure in this country is is massive. It's it's, it's extremely complex. It's it's totally interdependent. And I think we all recognize that it it, it all relies on on cyber. And so, if we're to have an impact uh, in the marketplace, which of course we, we this, is our, this is our mandate, uh, we have to look at at uh, uh, do research um, on things that will have you know impacts for multi um, multiple companies in multiple industries and across multiple uh, critical infrastructure sectors. So we, we're not in an advisory capacity where we look at immediate um, uh, attacks and, and uh, you know, the threat landscape as it, as it currently exists and try to, try to respond to that. We, we try to, 
to identify uh, problems, address, address those challenges, and develop and transition to the market solutions that will have this broad, uh, broad multi-industry, multi-sector impact. So, Randy, just on that same, um, on that note, so I think, you know, we've spent a lot of time, or my friends and I have been talking about what does life sort of look like on the other side from a, um, a socialization standpoint, um, a health standpoint, but what does life look like on the other side from a cybersecurity standpoint? Do you think that government and companies will be thinking differently about um, the types of solutions that we need because even when this is all over, you will still see large parts of the workforce working from home that traditionally did not work from home. Yeah, well, I, I certainly hope so, right? I, I Like I said, I'm a, a glass half full kind of guy. Um, I think we're, we're learning a lot of lessons and I hope we're learning, learning a lot of lessons. I think there's gonna be some opportunity as well. Um, um, and, and in particular, um, you know, sadly, as I as I just remarked, there's been some huge layoffs, and and um, whether we whether we like it or not, um, we have to recognize that there are a number of businesses that simply will fail and and will not recover. Um, that's going to leave a lot of people in in uh, in unemployment and look, looking for for the next thing to do. Now, sometimes the mother necessity being the motherhood of invention. Um, that may present opportunities for uh, for employees to reskill, right? Um, exactly. And and maybe some of those employees will want to reskill into um, uh, cybersecurity domains. Now, you know, we, we we're on a a bit of a kick to to really accentuate the fact that um, the cybersecurity space is not just your your system administrator, your security technical geek people. Um, cybersecurity involves everyone, um, everyone in the company. And, and so we're really focused on the process and the people aspect uh, of cybersecurity. Um, and, um, and, you know, we're seeing a, a significant increase in reliance, and I think it'll continue on, on, on standards. Um, we're seeing a reliance on, uh, for instance, the NIST cybersecurity framework, um, the new Department of Defense uh, standard, the CMMC, the Capability Maturity Model Certification. Um, and um, we're seeing increased um, interest in, in the NIST NICE framework, which is the um, national, what is it, the, the National Initiative for Cybersecurity Education which is a, a very well thought out um, human resources uh, management tool specifically designed for cybersecurity um, uh, personnel, for cybersecurity human resource management. And Randy, you're seeing that right now during the COVID-19 pandemic outbreak. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So people, are, people are still looking at that as opposed to damn the torpedoes, I just need to get VPN tunnels up. I just need to get this capability. I need to roll out some, some work from home, whatever it may be. Yeah, you know, I, and I hope that's that's a lesson learned for, for the C-suites and the managers and owners out there um, that they really need to give their head a shake. This, you know, and it's stop looking at cybersecurity um, as a cost to be avoided. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. right. It is, mm -hmm. it is a, a business enabler. 
and it's going to be increasingly part of their competitive landscape or their competitive uh, uh, position. Um, this, the DOD CMMC, for instance, they've made it very clear it, it's going to be um, go no go. Um, there will be procurements, and the 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 contractors that want to bid on the procurement either meet the requirements or they don't. If they don't, they can't even bid on the on right. They're oh, out. They're out. Right. And, so and, I, I always think during this time, not always, but I've, I've, I've thought during this time, like. Are you going to work on that because that's your lifeline, your potential lifeline? Do you have enough time to do that? Or you're not even going to get there because COVID-19 hit you and and you're just trying to stay alive and you're you're making masks or something now that you weren't making, you know, before you were making aircraft parts, right? Now you're Mm -hmm. making ventilators or masks or something and you're not even thinking CMMC because you're just trying to keep your, your operations alive. Well, I think, I think that's probably true, but you know, I'm, I'm trying to think beyond, uh, post. Okay. Okay. So, so speaking of beyond then, I, I have one last question, you know, as we look at the uh, pandemic and the, the nature of education, cybersecurity education, do you think there are opportunities to bring new people to the workforce? We, 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 we talked about how many people are laid off. I think in the last couple of weeks, it's 10, 10 million people or more have applied for first time unemployment, um, who could, who could benefit from like non-traditional training, benefit they're, they're coming from a different industry yeah no exactly that's where i was going with with the notion of maybe there will be opportunities um and and, and people will take advantage of opportunities to reskill um mm-hmm. and, and you know one of the things that we're looking at um is developing a um a certification program for the for the non-technical people right they're not not the systems administrator the software uh, gurus or what have you but for your 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 traditional non non-technical people um, uh, a, a certification curriculum that would allow them to get a, a certification as a uh, cyber risk management professional hmm. um, right which would which which would include um, you know things you know a, a, core cybersecurity concepts. Obviously, they need to be trained in that, but not to, not to, the, to the technical detail that a tech, tech would, but also uh, governance and policy issues. Um, we would want, we, we intend to emphasize standards um, because the NIST standards and the new DOD CMMC standards, um, they're really pretty, pretty complex and, and it takes they are. Some, yeah. some real- And expansive. And expensive, you know, I mean, they're good. They're, 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 and I they're think great. increasingly uh, be required. Um, and you're going to need people that are, are well-versed in that and understand what, you know, what, how the, the different uh, uh, standards interplay and so on and so forth. And, and again, um, because of the nature of who we are, um, we will also, in part, as a part of that curriculum, focus on the notion of resilience, as mm-hmm. opposed to this notion of well, we're just going to stop them at the at the gate. Um, you're not going to stop them at the gate. Maybe you'll you'll stop most of them at the gate, but uh, you know what happens if the if the if the gate gets goes crashing down because of some kind of uh, natural disaster or or you know uh, a pandemic or, <laughs> or a pandemic, yeah. <laughs> but and, and um, you always you know they're always going to get some will get through. Yeah, I mean, and I, I think I said this last time. I've been at cybersecurity now for a little over thirty years, um, and and for that those thirty years, we have been 
continually throwing products at the problem as if, you know, you know, you know, we've never seen a problem that couldn't be addressed by more technology, right? I mean, um, but, but the human dimension, right? The process dimension is, is critically important and we need to uh, strike a, a, a more holistic balance. Um, and, and we're, we're certainly seeing that, that today with this, with, with, with the pandemic. So, um, yeah, I, we think, um, again, uh, you know, we look, we, we look to the future. Uh, that's, that's what we're supposed to be doing. Um, we're addressing the, the immediate uh, problems, uh, you know, within our, within our own team. Obviously, we're all in shelter in place as well. So we're, we're uh, tele, teleconferencing and, and, and collaborating online and doing all those things. But for our mission uh, f- from from DHS, we're looking past COVID nineteen um, and where we think some of these these themes that we have been researching and themes that we have been promoting will will take on even greater urgency and hopefully um, we'll actually get some purchase with it. Well, I think you may have a shot here. I think COVID nineteen just shook the world up. Yeah. <laughs> and as we come out of it, it was a it was a very uh, rude awakening to the art of the possible from a cybersecurity perspective, from a medical perspective, from many. But I, I think people may look at this depending on how the adversaries attack us and the impact. Different. No, I, I, don't, I, I, th- I think you're absolutely right. Um, yeah. And and you know, let's hope we take positive lessons. Um, away from 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 it, and and that, you know, I, I'm particularly concerned as as I indicated that uh, um, we we don't want to go back to business as usual. Where okay, all right, everybody's back. Um, you know, let's not let's not arm our. I, I saw something that just blew my mind. Um, an FBI uh, released, uh, you know, um, alert. You know recommending people not use rented laptops. <laughs> you know, um, how in the world, but I, I can imagine that, you know, you have a bunch of employees that maybe are using, you know, towers or desktop computers and now they right. got to go from home. And, oh, we, we got to get them laptops. And, you know, here we go. You're renting a laptop. You're bringing a laptop in. Now you have no idea what's installed on that. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's things like that. I mean, and hopefully we don't go back to business as usual. We turn in our, our, our laptops. Um, we, we don't arm everyone with, with laptops, with VPN and multi-factor authentication. Um, and then God forbid it happens again. And we're right back in, in this, in, in this space. So I, I hope the lesson that, 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 we take away from this is that we really do have to look at resilience in the broad sense of, of what resilience is about. And, and we take the measures necessary to enhance the resilience of all of our businesses and our government um, and, and all of our critical infrastructure. Well, Randy, I, I really appreciate your, your outlook because I, I do think the focus on being resilient and just taking everything that's happening as an opportunity to, um, to learn from it and not to repeat it um, in the future, I think that will only make us stronger as a nation and as a world. So thank you so much for your, your insight today. It's, it's, I think you've given us lots of good advice, but also a lot to think about. Well, it was my pleasure to be here. Thank you very much for the Yeah, thank you, Randy. <laughs>
You keep well, doing what thank- you're doing. We need you. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> and thank you to all of our listeners who continue to tune in every week to, to the point cybersecurity. We hope that everyone is staying healthy and that you'll continue to, uh, to, to listen. So until next week, um, this has been to the point cybersecurity. Thanks everyone. Thanks for joining us on the To The Point Cybersecurity Podcast, brought to you by Forcepoint. For more information and show notes from today's episode, please visit www.forcepoint.com slash govpodcast. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or the Google Play Store 